successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us again today on KMBZ 980 AM and on iTunes and also if you're listening today on the website, I uh, appreciate that, grillnationshow.com. Um, you can find all of our guests of all of our shows, along with all of the old podcasts of the shows up there as well, and uh, contact information for me, as always, on social media, at Jason Grill on all the different channels, and at Grill Nation Show. I want to thank our partners and supporters of the Grill Nation Show who make this this great thing run each and every week. Hopefully you uh you enjoy it each and every week. They are our title sponsors, our trusts, MoBank, BOK Financial, and Two West uh, Companies, and Ryan Rink. Contributors of the Grill Nation show include Brian Sarf and True Wealth and Company. He's a guest host and honor contributor. The Rieger and Jay Rieger and Co., Ryan Maybe, a guest host and honor contributor. And the Kansas City Area Development Council, you know them as KCADC. Great organization here in the Kansas City region. On today's show, we are going to be joined by David Bear from, uh, actually, I don't know where I'm calling you in from here, David, but, uh, your website is davidbear.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-B-A-Y-E-R.com. Really fascinating story. Uh, got connected to him through a business colleague and friend. Uh, he just wrote a book recently called Mind Hack. How to have more success, more money, and more time. The six-step proven system used to be the world's most successful entrepreneurs, uh, used by the world's most successful entrepreneurs to have it all. Very interested to talk to him about that, as well as his story and kind of, you know, how to think differently and how to uh, kind of uh, open your brain to new to new options and new opportunities. Um, David, welcome to the show. How are you today? Jason, I'm great. Thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Yes, yeah, so have I. Uh, where are we talking to you at today? Where are you? Today we're in Orlando, Florida, which is actually where my fiance and I live and rarely are. So we've caught us in a rare home game today. I noticed you travel a lot around the world. Actually, you're coming off some recent trips, right? We we are. Yeah, we've got uh, we travel a lot, speaking and delivering our seminars, and uh, it's really the the lifestyle that we've designed. But I'll tell you what, it's been nice being home for the last month. I bet so. Yeah, I bet it is. Florida's pretty hot these days in the summertime, but uh, the winter time it's a uh... Man, everyone in the Midwest uh, wants to get away to there, Texas or California, to get some sun. But uh, I appreciate you joining us again today. You, uh, where'd you grow up at, David? I grew up in Southern California, so I went from from one great weather coast to another. Interesting. What? What? How did you? What was the transition like? So you you grew up in California. When did you start making your move? I guess to the East Coast. Is that right? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was in college. I I was debating between attending UCLA and possibly making the basketball team but sitting on the bench or going to Columbia University and playing. Oh, and really? So, yeah, so I left mom and dad and went out to New York. Uh, I guess it was 
Today's actually my birthday. So oh, wow. About, uh, Happy it was birthday. about 25 years ago. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and so that brought me to New York. And uh, when I graduated from Columbia, I started my first business on the Internet. Uh, and I also met a gentleman who was the general manager of an Italian motorcycle company called Ducati Motorcycles. And he, he said, you know, I love what you're doing on this thing, the Internet, which they didn't understand and very few people understood back in 1997, 1998. And he said, why don't you come over to Italy and help us start up the Internet business for Ducati Motorcycles? So I went to Italy and uh, had an incredible two-year experience there where we sold the first motorcycle on the Internet. Um, I, I developed a tremendous appreciation for the power of brand because uh, we did $70 million in e-commerce over two years, which made us the seventh highest grossing e-commerce site in all of Europe, thanks to the fanaticism of our, what we call Ducatisti, our Ducati fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I moved back to the States and um, just decided I wanted to keep building internet-based businesses. And through a series of coincidences and circumstances, I ended up in Orlando, Florida. I never thought I'd be here 16 years later, but here I am. Wow, that's interesting. I I never I actually applied to law. Was thinking about applying to law school at UCLA. I visited there. I uh, love the Brentwood Westwood area of LA. I actually uh, was just there a few weeks ago. Walked around the campus. Uh, actually, a few months ago. But I love that area. So, uh, kudos to you, I guess, for for taking the journey. I I, I you know if you could have walked on at UCLA, it'd be hard not to do that. But you ended up at Columbia, which is a great school. Uh, what was that like playing sports while you were in college at a university like that? Well, I'll tell you what, it was it was probably more challenging uh, than had I been healthy than also doing rehabilitation at the same time. So my senior year of high school, uh, I tore my psoas, and so I was uh, basically rehabilitating that throughout my four years of college. And so I never got a lot of playing time. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, hope and anticipation <laughs> that I would. I was... Uh, pretty nimble for a big guy. I'm about six foot eight and, uh, and the Ivy league, you know, can use big men. Um, but it just didn't happen. And, you know, as life is always working for us. That gave me an opportunity to really start to explore other things that I look back on now that seem to not have a lot of substance, but have become the foundation of everything that we teach. I started getting into creative writing. I started studying more philosophy, comparative literature, and I really began to immerse myself in academics in my junior and senior year, being clear that, you know, there wasn't going to be any type of, you know, post-college athletic opportunity other than, you know, playing pickup with a bunch of other <laughs> old guys as I got older in my 20s. But, um, but yeah, it was an awesome experience, and, and, and Columbia is such a unique experience. It's this, you know, small, almost, you know, eight-block haven in the middle of New York City. And really? so I got to experience the best of both worlds, which was, you know, an incredible Ivy League education, you know, spending, you know, my, my years from 17 to 21 years old in one of the most, in the most dynamic city in the world. It was, it was an amazing experience. We got a uh, minute and 30 seconds left in this first segment. This is one of our shorter ones, David. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, just briefly touch on uh, the, you know, getting into the uh, online world while you were 22 years old and launching a website called popwall.com. I mean, did you have a technology background? Did you want to do this or how did that happen? I didn't know. I just, I, I, I think I've been someone that's always uh, allowed myself to have vision. And so I saw an opportunity 
early on it wasn't, I think, as worthy as the opportunities we're pursuing now with our businesses and, and, and as an organization. But I saw that college kids had a real challenge finding cool stuff for their dorm rooms. And so, so I yeah. launched my first business, which was basically taking uh, one of the largest stores in Manhattan that offered things like posters, beanbags, lava lamps, inflatable furniture, and being one of the first e-commerce sites that sold that and building out a network across 300 universities of college students who basically repped our stuff for us. Interesting. And so that was, that was my beginning of really understanding what it was like to be an entrepreneur, and it was, certainly wasn't my most successful venture, but it was the first one. That's awesome. Uh, David Barr is with us today. That is cool because I remember in college, we're about the same age. I'm a little younger than you, I think, by a few years, but... I was in college from 97 to 2001, um, and we're going to go to break here in a second. But I remember the, uh, I remember buying the posters at, uh, on campus, and the, uh, exactly. I think all of us had like the, the was the Scarface one, the Tupac one. I, 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 I just I can remember like the Animal House one. I mean, I'm just picturing these college these college posters that everyone had back then. Uh, David Bear is our guest. His website is davidbear.com. We're going to talk to him more about uh, his his background and uh, some of his successes, but also get into his new book. Mind Hack. Uh, check it out at his website and at mindhackprogram.com. You're listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you joining us again today on 980 AM KMBZ and on iTunes if you're listening via podcast and at grillnationshow.com. Very excited about our guest who's on the phone today from Orlando, Florida. David Bear is with us. His website is davidbear.com. It's spelled just like the aspirin, B-A-Y-E-R. Uh, he's got a great website. He's also got a book called The Mind Hack. How to have more success, more money, and more time. Boy, I wish I could have all three of those things. Uh, he is joining us today via phone. David, welcome back to the show. I want to talk more about your entrepreneurial journey here. We talked a little bit about your, your young days with uh, uh, Ducati and with uh, your first uh, startup, popwell.com. Take us through the transition into uh, a, a company called chamberofcommerce.com, and, and, and that was acquired, and kind of your entrepreneurial journey and, and how, that, how that really transgressed after college. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting looking backwards now because the journey makes so much sense and it makes so little sense at the time. But, but, but when I graduated from Columbia, I started my first business on the Internet. As I mentioned, I parlayed that into an opportunity to go and build Ducati.com, and I came back to the U.S. and decided I was going to keep building businesses. And I became fascinated early on with search engines and how the algorithms of search engines worked. So, uh, and that's, I think, we all have superpowers. One of mine is kind of, seeing the patterns within complex systems of large data. And so I used to sit on my back porch and just put word in after word and see what pages showed up on, on the search results. And one day I decided to hire a developer. Mind you, I'm not, I'm not that technical. Um, but I hired a developer to build a, a mortgage lead generation website, and I applied the principles that I was seeing, how the search engines operated. And within 90 days, I had the number one lead generation website in the, in the mortgage industry. Hmm. Uh, and, and I utilized that as a business case study to go out and raise $4 million from venture capital companies to build out one of the leading financial services lead generation networks on the Internet from 2004 to about 2010. And 
along the way, I would go out and speak at these conferences about, you know, how to do search engine optimization and how to get your website to rank at the top. And that was really before everybody even understood what search engine optimization was. Now it's been pretty commoditized. I didn't even know what lead, uh, lead generation was until I started working in the startup world, uh, entrepreneur yeah, right, exactly. world. It's like, it's like, what is this new term? It's like lead generation kind of got popular there in like the 2010 right. to 2000. I mean, you ran ahead of it, but I mean, here at least, I'd never heard that term before. Well, that was, that was one of the biggest challenges was actually trying to help investors understand what they were investing in at the time, right? So there was like all kinds of metaphors we needed to come up with to help them understand what the opportunity was. And so along the way, I'd speak at these conferences. I spoke at this one conference with domainers. And I don't know if you know any domainers, but like they're always really eccentric, interesting men and women who just had this vision 30 years ago you know, to start reserving domain names. Um, and and, and now, now they've, they've kind of built their entire identity and significance off of the fact that they have these really, you know, powerful portfolios. So I met this guy that was sitting on the chambercommerce.com domain. It was like a 12-page website. And I had done some consulting for chambers of commerce like years before. Don't ask me why. But um, I saw the domain and I was like, wow, we have an opportunity to build out the online chamber of commerce. And so that's what we did. We essentially took the domain and we created like a Yellow Pages or a Yelp out of it. And, uh, and I still run that business today. We've got uh, over 35 million businesses listed on the site. We've got about 100,000 active members that we provide tools, information, and resources to. And that, that experience was, was a bridge to everything that we do now because in working with local businesses and, and entrepreneurs and, and small and medium-sized businesses, they were all looking for um, strategies to grow their business, right? Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, it was like, you know, how do we generate more leads? And what I started consistently seeing was that the, the challenge wasn't so much the strategies. It was actually the business owner. Right? There, was a, there was a fundamental issue with the entrepreneur that regardless of what type of strategy, you know, you put in front of them, um, they were going to have a challenge executing it based on, you know, who they were and how they thought and their mindset, which we'll get into for a moment. But, but that was the evolution of what I was doing in terms of my online businesses. And, and I still have my digital marketing company. I own it. I don't operate it. Um, we still run chamberofcommerce.com and, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a wild experience. Man. So what, what? So what is that conversation like? You meet the guy that owns chamberofcommerce.com, the domainer, and you say to him, "Hey, I work with Chambers. I want to buy your website." <laughs> well, yeah. So most of the, most of these guys are like, "No." So my relationship with him was I licensed the domain, oh, and I it see. was just such a great business model for a lot of these guys. They'd go find a domain developer like we were, and you know we didn't we'd invest and we'd build out the property. And, you know, then, then you'd have some sort of economics that made sense between the developer and, and the owner. That's interesting because I always, I always think you have to buy those types of things, but you could license it. That's a good point. You know, if yeah. people sit on these things forever, and I've started a couple companies, and one of them um, was called Sock 101, and I believe we got the Sock101.com, but we did not get Sock101.com because someone else had it in England or something So back in the day. Yeah. So. It's just that. And, and and I think I think the domains have a lot less value today because you've seen the success of the things like Bitly or Hulu or right. I mean, you 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 can make up your own words now, mm -hmm. and you know. But er, early on, the the name held a lot of importance. I remember when I graduated college and I was raising money for my my poster business, Popwall.com. My dad thought, sent me a press release that Balls.com had raised like sixty million dollars to sell balls online. 
<laughs> and of course, you know, one year later they evaporated in the dot com bubble. But um, yeah. but yeah, there's been a lot of different changing dynamics in that space over time. David Bear is our guest. His website is davidbear.com. Check it out. That's David uh, spelled B A Y E R dot com. David, you kind of continue that entrepreneurial journey. Um, it, tell us kind of how that transitioned for you because, you know, you mentioned all these different businesses you're in. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're always you always try to decide between if I if I uh, keep growing my company, do I do I exit my company? If I have an opportunity, do I you know do I start a couple other businesses? Do I leave my full time job? There's so many different things you need to think about when you're you have an idea and a startup and a company. Um, you have partners a lot of times too. There's all these different things. What? How did you balance all of those different things? And do you have any advice for those that maybe are um, doing really well but need to take the next step or have an idea that, uh, you know, they've been sitting on forever and are afraid to get started. I know there's a lot of okay, questions so there, but just, the, just break it, it down. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of questions that are big questions that could be 42 segments on their own. <laughs> and, and I'm going to answer the question in a very unorthodox way. So I didn't know how to manage it. Um, in 2000, I'd say nine, when I was running my digital marketing company, you know, I woke up one day and realized my life had become unmanageable and I was an alcoholic and a drug addict. That's, that's, that's so, what I wanted to hit on there because a lot of people, I deal with those issues too. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, you know, and if you might be listening to this interview and you're not an alcoholic or a drug addict, but there, there are, you know, a myriad of ways that we are checking out of the stress, the anxiety, the overwhelm, the not good enough, the feeling like we're not as far along as we should be like, these concepts that put us in some form of consistent suffering is what we call it. Yeah, you got to so check out sometimes. People check out sometimes because they're working their tail off with their, their full-time job or their, their entrepreneurial business, and uh, the weekend comes, and they have like a few hours uh, away from their, their job, and they, they drink too much or they, they do stuff they shouldn't be doing. Sure, that's, the the overt, that's the overt stuff, but right. most people, I mean, this is, this is broader than entrepreneurs, although I think the more ambitious you are from a professional standpoint, the more likely you are to even suffer from what we're talking about. But I'm talking about you go home and you're not present for your kids mm. mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, you don't have the type of intimate relationship that you'd like to have with your husband or your wife. Because, yeah, you're always on your phone. You're always checking your email. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. It, and at some level, if you really get honest with yourself, you're always in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. That's how we're living our lives now. Now, there are these momentary interruptions where jo- you allow joy to interact with you, <laughs> right? right. But, but the normal human experience is supposed to be the opposite. We're supposed to be in- enjoying almost every moment of our life, regardless of what challenges are showing up. And from time to time, we briefly move into stress and we become aware of it and we have the tools to move out of it. But very few people live that way. So... You know, my um, entrepreneurship stress led me to addiction, and my life had become unmanageable, and I started working a 12-step program, and that's, that's when everything started to change for me. It, it, I went on, um, I mean, it's almost been a decade-long journey now from, uh, from 12-step recovery to getting into personal development and studying all the spiritual traditions and studying the addicted brain and then neuroscience and metaphysics that I became really, really passionate about how could I create even more powerfully in my life but be joyful most of the time. Mm-hmm. And so th- that connects over to your other question, which is, you know, what, what are the important things to consider as an entrepreneur? And 
I'm going to take a completely different angle on this. The, the question is not whether you sell the business or when you leave the company you're working for or do I bring on investors or any of these things. I think the most important question is what do I really care about in the world? Mm-hmm. That's now, a good question. I'm a big believer that the, the reason you're on this planet is because there's a, a need out there that uh, needs to be fulfilled. And when you can begin to align yourself with something that you're really passionate about, that provides value to other people, um, everything starts to fall into place because that passion pushes you from behind. And so as entrepreneurs, one of the challenges is, is we see opportunities everywhere. <laughs> Right. Tell and me about so, it, David. We're, 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 we're made of the same ilk here. Uh, we've got about 45 right? seconds left in this segment, but uh, yeah, you, you, there's, when you see opportunity, you meet people, you're a relationship person, you, you get excited. Yeah. I mean, I saw opportunities to put posters on college kids' walls or to, or to rank at the top of search engines, but that wasn't in alignment with what I had discovered I was really passionate about in life. And so the, the question I would stop and ask is, what do I really care about? And trust that there's a way to actually build a highly profitable business to go out and do that thing. I love it. I love it. I love what we're talking about today with David Barry. He's with us today on the Grill Nation show on KMBZ 980 AM. His website is David, B-A-Y-E-R.com. After the break, we're going to have David back. We're going to talk about his book, Mind Hack, a uh, very exciting book, How to Have More Success, More Money, and More Time. I really am excited to talk about this new book. Uh, we'll be right back on Real Nation. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to the Grill Nation show. It's great to have you back here. I'm your host, Jason Grill. appreciate you joining us again today on 980 AM KMBZ or on iTunes if you're listening via podcast or online at grillnationshow.com. Fascinating conversation here on the air with David Bear, also offline, actually. We've been having a great conversation. He's We're talking to him from Orlando, Florida today. He's uh He's a, he's a great guy. He has some really cool programs, successful entrepreneur. Uh, his website is davidbear.com, uh, B-A-Y-E-R. Uh, and he's also got a website called mindhackprogram.com. And I want to talk to him about that. Uh, David, you've written a book called Mind Hack, How to Have More Success, More Money, and More Time. The six-step proven system used by the world's most successful entrepreneurs to have it all. Um, let's break that down. I know I struggle with, um, you know, trying to get as many things done as I can. Like you said, you have the shiny object, the opportunity, uh, the relationships. You have a great idea. There's so many different competing factors, and a lot of this is, is mind over matter, uh, you know, with actually, you know, clearing your head that you can do something and, and going after what you want and creating it. But let's kind of walk through the mind hack and uh, the book. Uh, talk to us about kind of why you wrote this book, and then we'll start going through some of the processes and the steps. Sure. Um, you know, the, the, the conversation about how to operate at the highest level of performance, how to consistently operate from a flow state, how to access higher levels of intelligence, creativity, and inspiration, and how to powerfully create in your life, it's a big conversation, mm-hmm. right? So this is, it's, it's, it's a conversation that has unfolded over the last 5,000 years through a variety of spiritual traditions, and now we're starting to understand, you know, w- really who we are as human beings and how the technology works. So MindHack was my attempt at distilling down a decade's worth of, of research and personal experimentation and now facilitating greatness with other people 
and condensing it into a handful of principles that people could start to understand from a different perspective. Because not nothing in MindHack is new, the idea of getting clarity, the idea of having gratitude, um, the idea that your limiting beliefs are holding you back. Um, but I think the way that we put them together and the way that we shine a light on those are helping people really start to see things differently. Mm-hmm. One of the things in the book, uh, it says, learn the mind hack for breaking the not enough time trap, which is what I struggle with and many have struggled with when they have different careers, different jobs, different obligations, how you can add 10 to 20 hours of time back in your life every single week. Yeah, Take us through like a, a, a Reader's Digest version of, of what you're thinking there. I know that's yeah, probably and, a big part of the book. I'll, I'll ask you the question. This is where I surprise the host with vulnerability. You know, th- this is what we never like on Grill Nation when I get the I, questions. I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I, of course. I, I, so, you know, we, we, we define the problem that, that is preventing everyone from accomplishing what they want to accomplish and creating what they want to create in their lives, in their business, in their relationships, in their health, and in their finances. We distill it all down to one thing, which we call suffering. And I want to define it for you. So suffering is whenever you are in stress, anxiety, overwhelm, comparing yourself to other people, worrying about whether you're making the right or wrong decision, worrying about whether you've done something wrong in the past, anticipating some fearful situation in the future, um, thinking that someone shouldn't have said something they said to you criticizing yourself when you're walking in front of the the mirror, you know, in the morning with your shirt off, um, all of that time. And so we we move in and out of suffering. What we teach is there's two states of emotional being. There's beautiful states of being like joy, curiosity, excitement, and overwhelm, emotional states that feel good. And then there's suffering states of being, which are the stress, the anxiety, and everything I just explained. So one of the things I learned from one of my uh, mentors is that we're always in one state or the other a suffering state or a beautiful state, and we're never in two states at the same time. Like, we can bounce back and forth very quickly. So if you were going to add up all of the time, if you're really honest with yourself, and it doesn't mean that you're not actually doing something, you're at the gym or you're going for a run or you're driving your car or maybe you're planning for your next interview, but in the background is this low-level suffering, right? How much time... If you were going to add it all up, five minutes here, 30 minutes there, do you think, Jason, you spend in a state of suffering in an average daily basis? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I've really thought about it. I, I'm a pretty positive person here, David, so I don't know, maybe an, uh, an hour, 30 minutes a day, 30 to an hour? Yes. So if it's an hour, it's 365 days a year, mm-hmm. uh, which is, let me do the math real quick. It's about <laughs> you know seven hours a week for you. Yeah, that you're completely disconnected from any level of resource and talent, creativity or inspiration for you to be productive and moving forward with what you're trying to create in your life. Right. So the the average entrepreneur, because I ask this question on stages all over the country, is about four hours a day. Mm. That's the average entrepreneur. It's most of that the the imposter syndrome. I'm not good enough. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm building a company. People are now hiring me to do things. I, I don't know if I can complete that. I've got I'm competing with. The guy that just got the $100 million investment or I got the guy that just got the Series A or he's got a product that's just like mine. I mean, is that what their issues are? That's one of the many faces of suffering. Yeah. Or maybe they're on uh, social media be- too much. I mean, that's a whole other thing I haven't even thought about. I was like, just going to say Think that, about how sure. much time uh, – and I will Instagram a video of your website for our, for our fans that are listening uh, and, and, and promote the show. But, like, you know, think of all the time that you're uh, – 
when you're taking a break or something, you're you're on social media nonstop. Sure, or 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 yes, on social media. I, I would say a, a huge portion of the time that an individual is on social media, there is some sort of comparison to everyone else's life, or there's some sort of triggering about what's going on in politics. They shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing this instead. All of that moves you into an emotional state of suffering when you come home and you're frustrated because the kids aren't doing what the kids should do or you're feeling overwhelmed because you've got to make dinner and there's not enough time, or you're out and you're eating and you know you think to yourself, I shouldn't be eating what I'm eating, but I'm eating what I'm eating anyway. Or you think to yourself, I always have this, is you know, when you're in a relationship or you're uh you're doing something that isn't work because you know, you're you're out, you're you're eating, you're 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 not you're not present, I guess I would say. Because you're constantly sure, because thinking while about you're all there, your you're in suffering. Sure, you're in suffering because you think you should be working more. Right. So and then you like, feel bad. I, <laughs> I, I get and then you feel bad so getting an answer of 30 minutes to an hour is not surprising to me what i find with most people who spend 30 minutes to an hour is that once we actually put paint on this thing and get really clear on it it starts creeping up mm-hmm. and so th- this is the number i mean the 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 individuals that i coach one-on-one are all running 10 million dollar plus businesses the individuals that my coaches coach they're all running six-figure businesses or more Mm-hmm. And the number one problem that is that is holding these entrepreneurs back from growing their businesses is the amount of wasted time, energy, and resource that is going into their incapacity to put their attention on those things that actually create joy, curiosity, and excitement for them and instead are putting their attention on things they can't control that are moving them into suffering. The you number mean- one issue. Because... Because when you're in a beautiful state of being, you have the ideas you need to move your business forward. Mm-hmm. You start noticing the things that can move your business forward that you don't notice when you're in a state of suffering. There, there's, there are three really incredible things that your state of being affect. They affect your thoughts and ideas on a moment-by-moment basis. They affect your perception of the world. And this is a much larger conversation, but it goes back to what Napoleon Hill teaches in Think and Grow Rich. Uh, at, at, a, at a fundamental existential level, what you believe has an influence on the types of circumstances, coincidences, and synchronicities that you create in your life. I love that. So, so, so people are taking themselves out of the game mm-hmm. for two, three, four, five, six hours a day. Interesting. David Bear is our guest today on Grill Nation. We have about two minutes and 45 seconds left in this segment, David. Um, one of the things that you talk about in this book, Mind Hack, and it's at mindhackprogram.com, is eliminate the one thing that has been keeping you stuck at your current level of income, impact, and influence, and preventing you from consistently performing at your highest level. So you nailed down that one thing through the book and through your processes, uh, and, and you know that that probably takes a while to figure that one thing out. But uh, what do you find is most people's one thing in general? Again, it varies, and it's not hard to figure out. It just requires getting present for a moment and and kind of scanning your life and saying, what is the thing in my life right now that's causing me the greatest amount of suffering? Is it my own self-perception? Is it the challenges I'm having with my girlfriend, my wife, or my husband? Uh, Is it the the passing of my mother that I'm continuing to grieve, thinking that things should have been different than the way that they were for the last three years? Mm Mm-hmm. Right? What, what is it? Is, is it the constant obsessive habituated patterns of thinking that tell you you should be actually further along than where you are and therefore you're comparing yourself to other people? So wh- whatever it is, that's what's stealing all of your potential. It's not just stealing your potential. It's stealing all of your energy, all of your intelligence, all of your vitality. It's stealing your life. 
And so one of the things that we do is we'll systematically work with people to just look at what that blueprint is. What is the suffering blueprint? And to teach people how to completely shift those, those habitual patterns of thinking around. For those that maybe don't have the, <clears throat> maybe, maybe haven't found the right balance to, to, to get your training program, uh, David, your book is Mind Hack. It has the four mental habits of the most, world's most successful entrepreneurs. People can purchase that online, uh, through your website. Is that correct? Yeah, you can actually go to my website. It's a free download. We've had over 70,000 people download the book. My publisher keeps asking me if we're going to actually print it and charge money for it. <laughs> so someday we will, but. But right now you can go to davidbear.com or mindhackprogram.com uh, and you'll get the book along with um, with some free videos. You know, I was going to ask you for a free copy, but now I think I can just go online and download it. Look at that. Bam, there it is. <laughs> now the question is, how do I find time to read it, right? right that's <laughs> I've got question. all these great I'm books saying, about I'm entrepreneurship, but I've never opened them. Right. I'm saying <laughs> figure out how to eliminate the stress, anxiety, overwhelm, and suffering in your life. I love it. That's where, love all, it. that's where all the time, money, and everything else that you want is, is waiting for you. David Bear is our guest today. Again, his website is davidbear.com. Uh, we got one segment left, David. We're going to have you back after the break. Appreciate you joining us. Again, David's website is davidbear.com. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, writer, and a seminar leader, and a certified professional development coach, very successful entrepreneur. He's based in Orlando, Florida, and uh, it's really great that he could come on the show today for our Great show today, and our final segment is coming up right after the break. Thanks for sticking with us, and we'll talk to you in a few. Thank you. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. I appreciate you again joining us today for the full hour of the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you're listening online at grillnationshow.com or via iTunes uh, on podcast or on the radio on 980 AM today, we really appreciate you joining us each and every week. Appreciate you spreading the word about the show and appreciate you uh, uh, having a uh, sending me guests when appropriate and uh, you think there might be someone that'd be a great fit for the Grill Nation show. David Bear is our guest again. His website is davidbear.com. That's B-A-Y-E-R.com. He's the author of Mind Hack, How to Have More in Every Area of Your Life, Discovering Four Strategies for Achieving Unimaginable Levels of Happiness, Wealth, and Success. Go to his website. You can download it for free. I definitely will be doing that uh, and uh, in the near future. I'm just going to try to find some time. I'm going to be on a handful of trips here in the next four to six weeks, so it looks like I can get that reading done in an airplane. Hopefully, David, I'll, I'll, I won't get the Wi-Fi. I won't check my email. I won't work while I'm on the airplane. I will, uh, I'll download your book and read it, David, if that's cool with read you. Read the book. Read the book. <laughs> uh, David, we, entrepreneurs, as entrepreneurs, we always, uh, you know, we're juggling a lot of balls and, and there's just a lot of stress and we're always trying to think about what's next. I mean, what, what's your advice for entrepreneurs? I mean, what should they be focusing on? Because, um, again, like there's just so many different things facing them each and every day. And I think as entrepreneurs, we're always trying to, to, to compete, to keep moving the ball forward, to innovate. Uh, what would you say to an entrepreneur who was dealing with those issues? Look, we, we can talk about tactics and strategies and, and we help people with that, but I, I don't, I wouldn't be doing the listeners a, a, a service because, you know, one of the big breakthroughs in managing my own stress, my own overwhelm, what we just previously called suffering, was the stark realization that all of my suffering was caused by one thing and one thing only, which is my own thinking. 
Mm-hmm. That like the the fact that there was a deadline doesn't in and of itself have any stress in it. It's it's what I think about the deadline and what I think about my capacity to meet the deadline. It's what I think about what might happen if I don't meet the deadline. So the first thing is, you know, if if you want to have a more joyful life and you want to be a less stressed entrepreneur, which by the way will allow you to create so much more, then then you, at some point in time, you've got to make it a priority to really understand how this technology of you works. You know, I like to joke sometimes that there's no, there's no suffering or stress or anxiety in the natural world. You don't see a squirrel that's stressed out. It's not going to find a nut. You don't see birds overwhelmed that they might be flying in the wrong direction for more temperate climate. Like, man has the unique distinction of being able to introduce suffering into an ecosystem where it doesn't even exist. Mm. That's how powerful we are. So the first thing is realize that Eliminating the stress, anxiety, and overwhelm should be your number one focus. How do you, how, it, it, but I get, I got to stop you there, David, because, uh, sure. because, you know, I, I, I want to make sure we nail this down because again, like when you have a company or you have clients constantly need to, 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 I, I think there, you have to provide a service, right? You have, you do have deadlines. You have to do that. Uh, if you want to grow your business, you have to invest more money. You have to spend more time a lot of times. How, how do you remove those things but still be successful? That, that's the because question. Because you make, you make investing more money and spending more time in meeting deadlines and experience rather than poisoning it with all of the emotional input that you're giving it. It's the meaning you're giving that. Listen, we, we've grown from zero to almost $10 million a year in a very saturated coaching space in less than two and a half years. Mm-hmm. You know, I work 70, 80, 90 hours a week. But I'm yeah, but you but you're running your own business. You have people helping you. Um, you've I mean, grown. I have a team. I have a team of three people. Mm-hmm. But you're not $10 stressed. Million dollar business. No, I'm not. The stress shows up, but I see it for what it is. It's my own thinking. It's a meaning that I'm giving an experience that we've discovered isn't even true. I got to get this done, otherwise I'm going to fail. It's not true. But we're so not present to our own thinking that it's running in the background and it's controlling our entire neurophysiology and it's moving us into fight or flight. A bunch of unintelligent thinking is causing all of your stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. So what I'm, what I'm suggesting, and that's, you know, again, Jason, we can come back. It's a larger conversation. But what I'm suggesting is, yes, there are components of a business, but they don't have to be stressful. They don't have to be overwhelming. And the person who's making it stressful and overwhelming is you. And the way you are doing that is through one thing and one thing only, which is the meaning that you're giving the experiences around your business. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that frame. It doesn't exist. Other, other than when you think that you're not good enough or you think that there's not enough time, and if there's not enough time, then you're going to fail and it's going to be disastrous and you're going to run out of money and you're going to end up living under a bridge. I don't know why the mind always takes us under the bridge. <laughs> but... Or down by the river, either way. <laughs> you have a riverfront property as, as someone who has no home. So, David, right? so David, how do you? What do you like to do for fun? I'm curious. Just you know, you, you mentioned you you, you dealt with uh, addiction uh, way back in your life, and, and obviously a lot of people and enjoy uh, happy hours here and there. But what, what does a guy like you, who's who's been a successful entrepreneur, who, who's coaching and all these things? I mean, you mentioned you have a fiance, I believe, as part of this interview. I mean, what do you like to do yeah. for fun? And you live in Florida, so I imagine there's a lot of things to do. It, it, and, and that question in and of itself is where the shift is, Jason. Everything I do is fun. Everything I do is fun. When I got to sit down and do a new webinar, it's fun. When I'm coaching my high-end group, it's fun. When I'm speaking on stages, it's fun. The way that you build an empire 
and live a life you love is to figure out how to dissolve this line between your business and family and fun and to create a truly integrated lifestyle. And the way that you do that as an entrepreneur is don't just go pursue any opportunity. Figure out what you're passionate about in the world. And oftentimes I talk to entrepreneurs, they're like, well, I'd, I'd really love, love to help kids you know, completely change the educational system, but I can't make money off of that. I'm like, why not? Hmm. That's so good. Everything, every, every, listen, you got people at the ballpark who are having a miserable time, or you could have someone who's working on a new presentation who's having a blast. The fun is inside of you. So what I've started to do over the last decade is condition myself to just live in joy. Am I perfect at it? No. Does suffering pop up about 15 minutes a day for me? Yes. Am I aware of it when it does? Absolutely. And do I have the tools and the skills and the technology to move back into a beautiful state of being? Yes. And that's why I'm having a life I, I enjoy. And, and it's the number one thing I'm attributing to the extraordinary business and financial success that I'm having. Mm, that's interesting. David Bear is our guest. A couple of minutes left, David. You got me fired up. I, uh, I'm so fired up over here. <laughs> this is, this is, I have fun on this radio show. Uh, may, this, is, this is fun for me. Yeah. And it, it, you're in a studio for an hour you know, learning, uh, connecting, and uh, hopefully the listeners get the same energy out of what you're saying because, again, like, it, it's so true. Like, if you can – one of the things you said there that I really like was, was, was you said you have, to, you have to get rid of the line, right, between what's fun with family, work. It, it all needs to blend together. Get rid of a line when you're building Yeah, like, empire. if you can have a blast of jury duty, you're moving in the right direction. <laughs> There you go. Or a blast uh, if you're an attorney doing legal briefs or a blast if you're a, a, a crisis communication yeah, guy in the heart of a crisis. Like if, if you don't love it, then you're in the wrong you're in the wrong lane. You know, you and I talked about this. My father was a corporate attorney, worked 70, 80 hours a week, but he loved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he loved it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I definitely think this is uh, going to be interesting. I'm really excited to have David Bear on the show today. His website is davidbear.com. Uh, just check it out. Connect with him on uh, on all social media. He's also on mindhackprogram.com. Uh, that's his new book, Mindhack. You can download it for free. How to have more success, more money, and more time. And and I got to be honest with you, David. As we close the show, I've had people come on the show and talk about a lot of these things. But to me, what you're saying uh, it seems very sincere. You've done it in your own life, and that's kind of what we want to see out of entrepreneurs is people that you know, we can, we can actually relate to. So congrats on your success, man. Congrats on your, 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 you're having fun in all parts of your life. And also congrats, congrats on your income growth and, uh, your, uh, financial state. That's all, all three Thank things you, are positives, man. So kudos to you on changing uh, your life and making it better for people all over the country and the world. Appreciate that. Thank you. It's been great having you on the show and thanks for joining us today on the Grill Nation show. We'll see you again next week. Take care.